<laughs> hey guys! Hey guys, we've got a very special guest today. <laughs> Natasha, would you like to introduce yourself to everyone? Hi, I'm Natasha. <laughs> yeah, so we are very excited to have you on today. Um, do you want to give a bit of background about kind of what you're up to right now and um, All Black Lives Matter UK? Uh, yeah, so I am a co-founder of All Black Lives UK. Um, we started last year um, as a protest organisation, but now we've kind of changed into like a youth-led black liberation organization because we didn't want to just do protests and obviously like covid and stuff mm. so we've been trying to kind of do loads of different things like at the moment we're kind of doing like obviously palestine stuff and killing bill obviously the police crime bill that they're trying to pass yeah that was yeah. mad <laughs> yeah we're actually written in the bill like one of the reasons that they're passing the bill is because we protested last year oh my well, god yeah, so they said the Black Lives Matter protest, but obviously we protested for 10 weeks yeah. outside of, um, so we walked from, I think it was like Hyde Park to Parliament Square, and we'd do that like every week on a different route, and like that was one of the reasons that they um, are passing this wow. bill with um, Extinction Rebellion, yeah. who we all did the protest with, so. Yeah, I guess yeah. that shows you a little bit, the fact that they're citing you means they're kind of wary of you. And when they're scared of you, you know you're making some sort of... Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, like everybody in the organisation has a Met Police file. Like, I have one. Wow. Because of, like... Obviously, there was a period, like, that we couldn't go to London. Like, when they were protesting in, like, March, literally, if I would have gone to London, I would have been arrested. And obviously, like, it all kicked off in Bristol as well. And we got, like, blamed for that as well, which is wow. mad. <laughs> it's just so crazy. Because you, you, you think things have changed. Like, I was doing a a module on like FBI and like black activists in America and like I was reading about all the FBI files that they had on like Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, like literally every single activist and you think oh that's like that was like the height of racism that was the 60s so like makes sense yeah we're in 2021 <laughs> in the UK yeah and they have a Met Police file on you like yeah I saw your um your when you're on Joe and you're saying like it's pretty much acting like if you were some sort of terrorist as opposed to yeah. Just, they have one of the same kind of like thing. Yeah, right? and I just think like because I I can never really understand it because obviously I'm looking from the outside in. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And like maybe from the inside out, it makes sense to them to kind yeah. of do that. But like obviously, like all types of liberation have always had like you know pushback from the state. So like if the state aren't pushing mm-hmm. back on you, basically, then like you know. Probably not. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, I'd rather them be like. Obviously, you would rather have support from your government Mm. for human rights, but like, yeah, if you'd have to get support from them, like, you wouldn't be facing injustice anyway. So like, yeah, you kind of just have to get over it. You know what I mean? Like that's just a part of my life now. Like, okay, cool. That's reasonable. Like, you're not saying like, oh, we're gonna go there and blow anything up. You're saying we want to have a conversation with you. You're willing to have a conversation, we're gonna yeah. talk at you until you're willing to have that conversation. But I, I just don't think they're ever gonna have that conversation, and I think, um, just especially in terms of like the way that this country is going, like, I feel like the next five years are gonna be really crucial, like, just in terms of like everything that's going on, like, politics, like, socially, economically, yeah. So, like, I think stuff's just getting quite heightened, so they yeah. obviously want to, like, you know, before anything like major happens, they want to, like, you know have an eye on people that they think yeah. might do something in the future like right. that's the only reason that they would do something like that do you know what yeah. i mean yeah if they thought it was just one summer they'd probably allow it but like yeah i think we've like the country's been pretty much protesting yeah. for like a year now especially with covid and like people just had enough with a lot of things yeah so like the anti-lockdown protests are just like basically right-wing protests like mm. they mm. just are do you know what i mean yeah. like all What's the kind of people that are hang- yeah. yeah so like all the kind of people that are like protesting about that but then not protesting protesting for black lives matter like if it was like the same yeah. cause mm. they'd be doing the same thing like yeah palestine also marched black lives matter like we po- like marched with yemen last year yeah so like there's a lot of other solidarity groups that yeah. like wouldn't be at the how do you feel like you were treated versus do you remember the um what's it called sarah everard yeah kind of thing oh yeah would you say like it was a similar kind of thing or no because it was her it was a very different reaction so I think um, I obviously that was like the period that I wasn't allowed to go to London. So like yeah, I didn't go. So I can't like say like like from experience. But like the way that they were like obviously the whole way the media covered it was a lot different. Like from the protest, you know what I mean? Like mm. we were told that like and I think the 
woman who was like on the ground or whatever was a factory oh, yeah. anyway or yeah. like some weird thing like she tried to be the face of it and all that kind of stuff yeah. so obviously yeah. it's just a bit weird that like oh that's conveniently happened yeah. and now people are conveniently annoyed with the police for like two days and then they got over it yeah but um i just think it's always going to be different like depending on the crowd that's there like it wasn't it was white women so like yeah. they're obviously not going to be as heavy-handed right but, like, mm. even though they were heavy-handed because of the police yeah. that was an issue so like that girl she like they arrested her but just by arresting a girl like a girl who presented as she presented it was suddenly she was on this morning everyone was like sad about it whereas if it was like tens of people that are were black or male or whatever it might be it's not yeah so like the fact that like her thing skyrocketed so much and like it was just weird because like you then think mm-hmm. about like the protest last summer mm-hmm. like none of us got that kind of notability like not saying that we wanted it or anything like yeah that. yeah we yeah like getting those opportunities like yeah. to go on like daytime tv and like talk about it yeah, you know what I yeah. Mean? like whether we would have accepted it or not we never had the offer sure. mm-hmm. so it's like we have to work like two times harder anyway mm-hmm. and yeah. like their situations kind of fall in their lap do you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's like we like don't have the chance or the same platforms to like share the experience like and the outcomes are always like going to be different anyway because like mainly because he's Asian and most of Asian like yeah. and sexism but yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's all intersectional <laughs> isn't it yeah. yeah and I think that's the issue obviously with like not with Sarah Everard like I made a tweet like that also went viral because I think I posted it when the stuff in Bristol kicked off as well saying that like it's a police problem mm-hmm. not just like a one-off like yeah. this has been happening for ages like yeah. it's always been a political thing like yeah the police are political. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. The, you can't have a situation with the police and it not be political. Sure. Like, mm-hmm. That's the whole, that's like, they protect the law. That's yeah. political. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So I think, like, trying to explain that to people is really difficult because, mm-hmm. like, I literally realised the other day we have so much, like, propaganda, like, for the police just, like, in normal everyday. Those, like, terrorism things. posters just, like, staring at, like, do you get what I mean? They're, they're dotted all around the place. They are trying to indoctrinate you in, yeah. in certain aspects. But even, like, most TV programs are like centered around like the police or FBI or whatever, yeah. like trying to make you feel normalized to these people that like, they're doing good stuff. But like most of the time, like that's like maybe like ten percent of what is happening, mm. yeah. and like the rest of the ninety percent of the police are like not even high enough to do those kind of things. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. So like it gives you like a false sense of security because like mm. the police are gonna fuck everybody over. They just might fuck you over more. If you're a minority or you're an immigrant or like whatever, yeah, yeah I think because people don't experience that, they don't really understand, which yeah. is obviously the hard part of like, yeah. like, trying to be an empathist. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. Like, you grew up in a world where they're supposed to be like the authority, but really they're just a guy or a girl who just they got a job with maybe very easily, not necessarily easy through the process, but they haven't had any specific training that have covered all these things that we're talking about. Yeah, like police and, officers yeah. don't even have to learn law to be yeah. police officers. Like, yeah. It's mental, like they, it's really, you would think that they would vet these people. You like, <laughs> they have to go like, through a three year university course or learn like, all I, these I things. I genuinely think like psychopaths go to the police because it's just the cover up to just be psychotic and like just get paid for it. Yeah. Like if you think about the amount of cases just in this country alone of like secret police, like, so they're like, Go, they infiltrate like activism groups or whatever, obviously, mm. like for income and stuff, which yeah. is like an envision in privacy anyway. Mm. And then they like have like kids with like women in the organization and just fuck off and leave and like have multiple families with people that they like, do undercover with. And that's not like a massive issue, like, yeah, yeah. literally violating people's rights and like having children and leaving them and lying to them, like in what way is that yeah. lawful like what information you're getting out of that that's literally worth you know yeah. all of that mm. and i think people don't think about that they're like oh that's just a couple of people like no you're systematically working yeah. in a place where that is allowed do you know yeah. what i mean like i try and say like if it was the same with teachers mm. if teachers were like systematically like i guess being paedophiles yeah. and you were actively joining you know an institution that was hiring paedophiles yeah. like constantly and then like allowing them to do that and not having any repercussions i think education is a lot harder to get away with stuff because like, like kind yeah. of that was happening with the church with the priests yeah. being moved yeah to different places yeah it's like you you know institutionally that you are joining a system that is more than likely not right 
yeah. they don't really understand how you as one person feel like you can change that whole system just by being good you're gonna yeah. have to compromise anyway so like if you want to compromise in that kind of position i could never do that because like not even just as a black person but as a human being who's yeah. been around police officers like it's not a nice feeling like nobody trusts you mm. yeah. and you're basically enforcing the law because you feel like it like you're driving around and like government paid for cars just because you can like you're not really catching criminals you're just about in case something happens you know what i mean yeah so like yeah it's just how would you say was the best um so i again i saw that your kind of conversation with mike on on the on the the joe um podcast that you did it was kind of like he was trying to say like i've come in i went into it trying to change it and you were kind of saying something similar to what you're saying there so from your perspective what do you think would the best way would be the best way to change things um I think you literally have to start from scratch, mm. honestly. Like, you have to start again because there's nothing that is like salvageable here, if, you, if we're being honest. Like, I think there was a video literally came out like two days ago of like 10 policemen on one guy mm. in some, like, in some spoon. Yeah. In a pub. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh, my God. Trying to taser him. Like, you're supposed to have training yeah. to mm. be able to detain one person. Like, it shouldn't take 10 of you punching and kicking and beating up some guy for him to like be restrained do you know what i mean the aggression is crazy yeah and people like saying that he should have had worse and stuff like do you think we're supposed to live in a police state where we're supposed to fear these people and they're literally supposed to be other human beings that are just supposed to protect us like not beat us up doesn't matter how drunk i am like I'm I'm not You're the police. I'm not the law. I'm allowed to be as unlawful as I want to, and you upholding the law mm. should be able to restrain me in a way that is lawful. And the mm. way that the police restrain most people, especially black people, is not lawful. Yeah. And I think because we are so used to seeing it and so used to just being normalized, like you couldn't do anything bad, like they're not gonna do anything to you, like it's bullshit. Yeah. Like you could literally do absolutely nothing and they're still gonna be heavy handed with you. Like mm. even Mike said on the podcast, like yeah. That it happens all the time and like he tries to say like oh he knows that his colleagues are like but they're all like that yeah so it's happening and you left the police because of incidents that were making you feel uncomfortable you knew that was going to happen when you went in there yeah and i just i think for me it was just really naive like you knew that was going to happen yeah like most like people who go into the police like it's a very small number anyway yeah. and most of those people like are disowned by their family and shunned because like you have known like for the whole history of black people that yeah. it's like black people versus the police mm. so why would you think that you're so special and that you can go and do something and change something but then you could say exactly the same thing about activism like yeah. we've been doing this for so long what is so special about you going in there and changing stuff so i guess it's literally just about your perspective yeah. but i think for me because it is versus like an institution that mm. is run by something bigger it's a lot harder yeah, yeah. but if you're running against the whole thing yeah and more of you it's more than likely going to be able to do something that is actually like impactful yeah i don't think people multiculturally changing the police is really going to do anything apart from just maybe not remove racism but understand that minorities will also enforce Mm. racist laws basically yeah and make it harder you know to have unity because and give like the other side more of an excuse to be like yeah yeah. like the way that they are with pretty patel like yeah yeah someone discredits her the right say that it's racist not know that she's literally upholding white supremacy by being in that space she's literally deporting people who like are the same background as her parents as her parents like they're literally like first generation immigrants or whatever Mm -hmm. she's going along and watching all of this and like that's supposed to be like normal that's literally like such an evil thing to do so regardless of her race she's still upholding like that yeah. kind of stuff, do you get what I mean? So they always love to do like the shoes on the other foot, like, oh, she's in a high place, like, but like a trinket basically. So yeah. we don't think about um, all the other stuff that she's doing just because she's a minority in a high place. Like, they made Tony Sowell write the race report, so they made a black man write it, so they could be yeah. like, wow, this black person, but there's nothing that all this yeah. is happening when it's like a very small percentage, like. Of black people that actually think like that so what yeah. good is a representation if it's not actually representing yeah um the desired class of people yeah mm-hmm. no i get what you're saying i think so if you just have people come into politics or uh police or whatever it is but then they're still trained in the ways that are flawed and whatever else it is they're just doing the same thing whereas like so i guess the best thing to do would be 
completely have completely different training programs, recruitment situations. Yeah. Everything needs to be changed at once rather than slowly like Yeah, because yeah. if you do it slowly then there's a chance that they'll just change one thing and then they yeah. won't change anything else because yeah. like they've changed one thing and it shut everybody up for an amount of time. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Just stalling basically is like the revolution that's inevitably yeah. going to happen. Yeah. And whenever. But um yeah, I just think you have to start again and just like if you take the police off the streets for like a couple of days, like people aren't gonna go mental. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just not a thing that would happen. Like people aren't just gonna go and start taking shit and like they're just gonna continue to be normal. Yeah. They probably feel safer with police without police cars, like cruising about all the time, like trying to catch you up doing something. So I think it's definitely a thing that needs to be resolved. I guess you could have like some squads in reserve because obviously the problem would be like the terror threat. I guess like because if yeah. you had nothing, then terrorists might take much of that. Then I guess you could have like people in need if yeah like, to, like to but they have special like, units and stuff for that yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. So they're, they're not like really police like they're yeah. like special they have to have training for that yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. 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 anybody who's actually yeah. been trained yeah calm yeah but the police don't have any training yeah, yeah. exactly yeah it's actually like it blows my mind like it is, yeah like with the analysts in america but the taser gun situation oh my them. god so yeah name. Uh, you know what i'm talking about it was basically the the woman who pulled out um, her gun instead of her taser and <laughs> she shot that kid in America yeah. a couple of months back and it's like obviously that's a different set of things that we've got to deal with here in terms of guns and things but like surely that kind of has to be the biggest thing you're trained on yeah. is like how you can potentially take someone's life mm-hmm. but so, how? how did she pull out a gun this is a thing, like, yeah. that's that's the whole thing like they're not they don't value human life mm. because they're in the, like above authority. Yeah, it's really weird that so they're so yeah. Anybody that's not, you know, a normal civilian mm. is not gonna value human life the same way as another normal civilian would. Yeah. Like that's just just in terms of anything. That reminds me of like there's a uh, Stanford prison experiment. It's basically this like psychological yeah, study in America. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's like that basically, isn't it? Yeah. Where, yeah. As soon as you put on a badge, give someone liberal responsibility, suddenly they kind of get into this like inhumane authoritarian position yeah um and that's true they should be like humanized more for sure definitely. but i feel like there are a lot of institutions that do that but because the highest institute institution does that they just want everybody else to be like that yeah. so like when you're void of empathy obviously like that's when capitalism thrives like i was literally saying the other day like you can't have capitalism without racism i'm pretty sure i think malcolm x said that mm. in his book i think he was talking about mm. i think he was talking about Palestine as well, it might have been, don't quote me on that, but he definitely <laughs> did say it. And I was just actually thinking about it like, wow, you actually can't because for capitalism to work, someone has to always be suffering at the bottom mm-hmm. to obviously make people at the top the most money. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just all about exploitation. I definitely think you're going to have bias, you're going to have classism, you're going to have socioeconomic issues when you have capitalism. That's yeah. Yeah. hierarchies and things like that. And when you have situations where you're going to have minorities, coming into the country they're always going to start at the bottom mm-hmm. and like social mobility and things like that so i think those all do tie together for sure um it's just yeah like how do we get to a place where it, you can't exactly make it so that each racial group is equally represented in the place and you know yes it's but, really um, it's it oh, it's just really difficult to even like fathom yeah like a world where you don't see color do you get what i mean yeah it's but like that's not really the solution. That's just kind of like people trying to um, distract from like what the real issue is because like people are different races. Like that's just human life. Yeah, you know what I mean mm-hmm. you can't not notice that. Like, yeah, it's human exactly. nature. Everybody yeah. looks different. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But that should not be a reason why you can and can't have things in society. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's the disconnect. Mm. Like, you're allowed to obviously acknowledge other people's races, but that can't be the bias of why you think a certain way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I think, like, it's not about not seeing colour, it's about not holding people's colour against them. Yeah. yeah. Like, making it Assumptions, feel like a yeah. burden, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Making them feel bad about it, which I think is the, the general issue with racism anyway yeah. i think it's just about not wanting people that don't like you to succeed i think that's what it's always been about basically yeah and you're always going to have like in-group in-group out-group yeah yeah issues like that and that's i think it's just i guess it's about education like it's always going to be a human thing 
so we need to like tackle it from the beginning yeah so that we can at least like that's what our dad dad was our dad was saying the other day we were speaking to him about it he's like he's very like you guys have got to network with other black people like you've got to because they just won't let you in he's very like that and he was just saying like they do have that sort of mentality where it's like if we're we want other people who look like us to be at the top so we're gonna then cut out the other people that that yeah. don't like aren't us basically it's like us versus them which is yeah. it's a weird phenomenon yeah yeah you just have to um, I, I was also i'm part of this like uh, quality and diversity inclusion thing at uni where it's about we have this um psychologist come in and say like how should work with companies to make all of their like interviews application processes assessment centers all that sort of stuff completely change that so that it gets rid of all the bias that they currently use like even to say like what uni someone goes to like if they went to oxford versus like wherever else they need to like look at that less because it's actually showing that people aren't necessarily better at their job depending on like, what uni they went to mm. it's more on the person like are they willing to work with people are they going to communicate with people like it's all very well good saying like oh i got these like grades whatever if you can't work with people you're not going to do your job properly and so they need to change all of that to give people more opportunities so yeah it's all this is all like this different systems that need to change at the same time and i get yeah. that's why there's an affront with activism to try and make a big change yeah um for sure. I mean, tell us a little more about how, like, you yeah. got into... Like, your experiences. I just love hearing people's experiences living in this place because, like, yeah, from different backgrounds because it's just... I think we all have similar-ish experiences but obviously yeah. different for different people, so... Um, so, like, how did I start, like, activism from, like, living here? Yeah, or, yeah, or like, your own personal, like, journey, I guess. Um, so like just in terms of the activism, like I wasn't even in Buckinghamshire, so I like really wasn't really thinking about it. Mm. So I was in Bath, like I was living on my own, and I was just kind of like, why do I need to wait for someone to do something when I can just do it myself? Yeah, and I've just always kind of been that person. Like yeah. if I can do it myself, I'm gonna do it myself, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not gonna wait for someone else to do it for me. So like, me and Ima were kind of just like, we need to protest, like. No one else is protesting about in some way. Um, and then that basically just birthed ABL. And then we were like, you can't just do one because it's not just about America, it's about yeah. other people as well. Because we marched from the US Embassy to Parliament Square, I think. And we just kind of sat down after and we were like, okay, so like, what's the plan? We kind of yeah. didn't really like yeah. brainstorm it too much. We were just like, okay, 10 weeks we'll protest every week if we can yeah. and like we'll just see what happens and like it was really good and I think like that summer like changed my life like just in terms of like actually like being on the ground yeah. and yeah. like experiencing it like firsthand like even if there was like a group of 100 of us like it would grow obviously like as the protest started but yeah. like mm. there would be like nine, ten riot bands like there's not going to be a riot we're not rising about anything like yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. just trying to intimidate us and stuff so like it's made me a stronger person for sure and then when i did come back to bucks it was kind of like obviously because of covid i haven't really seen anyone yeah. so if not yeah. like most of the people i protested with like came from working anyway yeah and, like mixed like black people moroccans yeah. so like we'll just hang out with them mm. but like obviously because obviously like conversations that people have and like I had a lot of messages. Well, not a lot of messages. Yeah, messages. <laughs> I'm so sorry you went through this. Yeah. yeah, but it wasn't like it wasn't like I didn't know. Like I had a message from my friend, and I literally loved her so much. But like she was like, I'm sorry that like, I didn't say anything, mm-hmm. and like it was just to me like the fact that they were aware and yeah. like everybody was aware, mm-hmm. and they still didn't say anything. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? And like I think a lot of people like probably like guilt follow me or like yeah. <laughs> like yeah. my stuff because they feel guilty or yeah. like talk to me because I feel guilty and like yeah. I don't I don't want your guilt yeah yeah I want you to actively do something better mm. so that my brothers when they're growing up don't have to worry about the exactly the same things that I do like if I have kids yeah. in this country I don't want them to have to worry about all the things that I did like going yeah. from school and stuff so I was like don't really care about your apology like it doesn't really matter for me yeah. anymore like I've kind of disconnected from this place anyway and I don't really yeah. care but just in terms of like actively being better people can you just actively try and be better yeah and i think when we do finally start going out and stuff like again it will probably be brought up more and like people might say more like obviously now they've had like time to think about it and stuff and like obviously i've been doing other stuff yeah but um yeah i just don't really want like i don't want to sit and talk about it because like 
okay, you guys get off your chest, like you feel bad, but I've got to relive that whole experience of like you being right. aware of it and like all of that stuff happened to me. Yeah. And I think at the start, I literally said this like a couple of days ago, mm. like when you're younger, you don't really think it's racism, like you don't understand it. Yeah. Like you understand like you're different, but you don't really think about it like that. You're just like, oh, maybe yeah. I'm doing something wrong or whatever. And because I was like, I had a lot of friends. So like I was a popular person, but yeah. I also think that's because I just am a nice person as well. Yeah. yeah. So like I don't think a lot of it was malicious, but yeah. it definitely was racist, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I think like just like experiencing that and like being able to get through it. Yeah. And actually being like, okay, I was able to deal with that. So yeah. like how has that changed me like as a person? Yeah. And I think obviously like everybody grows up and they learn and stuff and obviously stuff has changed like within the last couple of years just in terms of like black liberation being more mainstream mm-hmm. i think like more people are starting to understand which is like why the, all the apologies and stuff are coming out but it's hard to not be resentful i guess that you guys are only just yeah. now allowed yeah. to think about it and like yeah. think about how it impacts other people and i've had to think yeah. about it for like 18 years like you know that. what i mean and like you still think about some of the things that happen to you like yeah. oh my god like i can't believe i let that happen to you like it would never happen to me now like yeah. i could never imagine that happening to me like right now yeah but um yeah i was saying that like i don't know like i think it was i don't even know where it's from chalford chandler's whatever i was in revs in beaconsfield yeah. and like hanging out with people that i'd like hang out with like forever yeah and this guy that like he tried to start a fight with me like a year before oh my god literally some crazy like there was a fight that broke out and obviously like he just used this chance as collateral to just bang me in the face and like the year before he was like calling me a fat black bitch and all this and i was like i literally don't even know you like this oh is so rough just came and hit you so like he's like friends with people that i know yeah, yeah. So, like, i've met him like twice before yeah and like both times he was like really hostile and I just didn't understand because I was like, I've never met you. Like we've never had like- A conversation. Yeah, yeah. so like, and then he just like punched me. And I think like, cause everybody was, was all a bit chaotic. Yeah. I just didn't really clock up after like, oh my God, this guy just punched me in the face. Like for absolutely no reason. Like I haven't done anything to him. Like I've been minding my business, you know what I mean? And like, you just kind of think about it like, is that necessary? Not really. And I yeah. started to go through that and like, people around me when that happened and like I think you probably like they probably knew that like he's a racist you know yeah. what I mean yeah. they just kind of like ignore it like people think it's funny like it's not funny like not at all seriously just damaging to people yeah like, trying to, like I hate trying to explain it because I was like you guys know do you know what I mean yeah. like yeah. you're gonna be shocked if I tell you that he banged you in the face like like oh my god I can't believe it it's like but I expect that like i wasn't really shocked that that happened to me like yeah. i was just shocked that like yeah he's so brave about it exactly. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? like your dad has absolutely no like remorse or anything like yeah. that's what i was shocked about but like the action didn't really shock me like yeah i know like when covid is over properly and we're going out like i'm expecting to have like i'm expecting someone to start on me because i just know like it's escalating outside and i know what people like when they're drunk and yeah. stuff, like, yeah. they just get so angry. Yeah. And I just think, like, it's literally insane. I could never imagine, like, yeah, doing that. So I just think, like, yeah. it's, it's a difficult one. Like, yeah. it's like hard to not on... resent your past. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I was just going to say, like, if I was on the street and someone hit me, I wouldn't be, like, so confused that someone could be violent. Because, like, yeah, people are violent, people can be racist. But to do it in revs, like, Beaconsfield revs. Yeah, mad. Is, yeah. Uh, yeah. Literally, like with loads of other people around, like obviously people exactly. are gonna see that, like you wanted to make a statement, like okay, cool, like yeah. and I haven't, I literally have not seen him since because I think like you can't do that and expect you think you're gonna get away with it. So like I obviously yeah. haven't seen him, and if I did see him, like obviously it wouldn't end well. But yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> not from a me perspective, yeah. but like when I came home and yeah. like told my parents, they were like what the fuck yeah, like yeah why would someone do that to you like yeah like human like my parents would literally be like let's go right now we'll drive you to his house and literally my dad was like do you know where he lives and i was like i literally like don't know this yeah. guy like, that's why it's even more strange like i don't actually yeah. know him and he still felt the need to do that so yeah. Yeah, it's just like yeah it's, it's really like yeah i can't believe that i really yeah I, like you know you're saying about being able to believe it but 
yeah, I just can't. I, be, I go to Rose all the time. Well, I used to go to Rose all the time and just. Yes. Like, I literally used to get all the time because yeah. like I just love going out and being social and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Miss and that. then I just think that night I was just like, I was just like, I still think about it. And I'm just like, oh my god, like, yeah, that's you would. so odd. Yeah. Like, what a random thing to experience. Yeah. yeah. For something that you literally can't control or change. Yeah. yeah. Like, and it's not just the physical impact of hitting you, which is bad enough. It's also the emotional and mental impact of that. Yeah. Happened. Like. He's a man. He was like a whole foot taller than me. Like yeah. this guy was big. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. if he was a scrap me properly, like yeah. would have beat me up probably. Yeah, you know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, so like, and then I didn't feel protected, and I was just like, I have to face all of this like on my own. Yeah, like, that is literally crazy. Like that is yeah, that is really bad. Well, next thing I want to go on to, I found this really good post uh, on you guys' page, and it covers so many interesting topics. And so yeah, I just want to hear a little bit about um, your perspective on them. So. I'll just put a few up and they'll come up on the screen uh, if you guys are watching. Okay, so uh, black women are roughly five times uh, more likely to die during pregnancy. And he talks about this off the back of that yeah. documentary with, um, was it Rochelle? Rochelle Humes. Rochelle yeah. Humes. Yeah. So yeah, I'd be curious to hear like what, you know, what do you want to educate people on this, this topic? I think like, in terms of like stuff like that, like the fact alone, should scare you yeah. and yeah. I shouldn't have to say anything apart from that then like that is an issue like mm. I told someone at work and they, they were like that doesn't make any sense and I was like exactly like yeah. it literally doesn't make any sense it's literally because um literal like medical books have said that black people don't feel the same amount of pain as white people surely you add, like yeah surely said that yesterday last time did she say that yeah it's literally like written in medical books that like that was a study and that happened, do you know what I mean? And then obviously like you have all the implications of like racism and like the past and stuff on top of that. Yeah. Mm. So obviously like five times more likely is scary. Like and then you think about it like in terms of like your mom, like how many kids she had and she was five times more likely to die like than having you. Yeah. Mm. And like that the black survival rate of babies is like lower, like anyway. So like and especially like in a hospital, like they're supposed to take care of you. Yeah. yeah. You're still five times more likely to die. It's not because anything's like wrong with your mum. Mm. It's just because they're not looking after her, like when yeah. she's giving birth to you. So like this shows you how much like black life is actually valued, like in terms of like how can you say society is equal and like what opportunities that I don't have that you have. Like I literally don't have the same opportunity to live as in being born yeah. as you. Yeah. Mm. That's already like a pretty huge like yeah you know, setback in mm. terms of like, imagine how many kids are being born in the UK and their mums died just because of like shit healthcare. Yeah. And like, nothing was wrong with them, they just died. Do you mm. know what I mean? So like yeah, I think that was like quite self explanatory yeah. really. No, definitely I think this like you're saying, like regardless of all the little bits that are around it, just having that fact, you want to feel safe when you go to hospital. Whether that is the most stressful thing of like delivering a baby, whether that's for your own health, or whatever, mm. there needs to be a space where like, everyone feels they can go, otherwise they won't go, and they'll miss diagnoses, they'll, they'll potentially lose their baby, whatever it is. So there needs to be more like a transparent thing of making sure people at least feel like something's being done. Yeah. Which is where I suppose like you guys will come in and, and try and get some actual things changing. Yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, how do you how do you feel about that, Liz? Like, from that point of view, how does that make you feel? Just to... I don't know. So for already for medical care. I already have like a like skepticism about it. Like um, you know, do you know about keloids? I don't know. So it's like scars that just keep growing. Oh, keloids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And um, I I'm prone to them. Didn't know why. Apparently, it's because of melanin or something like that. Yeah. And then I went to the NHS and they were like, "Sorry, can't do anything." And I was like, Are "You sure?" I've looked up on it and done extensive research. I think you can. And they were like, no, we can't do anything. I literally went to my private doctor and he like sorted me in like three sessions. Yeah. And I was like, I don't really understand how you can do that. I don't. Yeah. And it's like, you need to more education. Like there was this doctor on Instagram who, um, he's black and he was showing like all the different skin conditions you can have on different skin. Cause anytime you go on the NHS, NHS website and it's like this rash, it's always white person. So yeah. how the hell am I gonna know if I've got this rash or not? Yeah, like it's actually it's ridiculous. So it's so like, difficult. Like Auntie Frida's got a page on this, so she has uh, psoriasis. Yeah. And there's so many things that people don't like stigmas about, like skin that people don't have anything. But it's called Skin United. Her page. 
mm. and it's all about stuff about like skin conditions and like yeah but she often has like black um models and things showing different conditions because yeah you're right if you google it it's uh you know what it's going to be if it's not it's like redness i mean like, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. thanks for that <laughs> no it's help just, it is important for sure yeah 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 cool okay right so next one we have about 10 black people are 10 times more likely to be stopped and searched um black people are three and a half times more likely to be arrested and black people serve a prison sentence 50 percent longer i'm interested about the prison sentences one because i feel like that's i feel like i definitely thought yes makes sense in america because yeah because the private situation but i didn't think about that in terms of the uk so that is an interesting one it's literally just that their sentences are longer because they're black honestly yeah. like that's actually yeah. is it a kind of situation where it's like if two take two seventeen year old what does it say and one's black and comes from some background and one is like white let's say and comes from some background you might say like oh they've done the same crime but he's like he seems more apologetic and he's less likely mm-hmm. to reoffend, and he seems like he's always gonna have done this kind of thing that bias and then so like they give him is it that kind of thing so it's kind of like a mixture of that and also just like racism basically mm-hmm. like yeah. it's it's difficult like but literally in comparison of like whether they've committed the same crime, whether they've like offended or reoffended before, I'm pretty sure like the rates of reoffending are higher in white people anyway, after yeah. committing a crime than in black people. Mm. So like and that's actually on the government website as well. Yeah. I don't know why we didn't include that, but it is yeah. a point. Yeah. Um but yeah, the sentences are literally just longer. Like if two people have committed the same crime and one is black and one is white, the black person is just gonna have a longer sentence, like mm they will just have a longer sentence do you know what I mean so yeah. like it is a, like it's hard to kind of like explain and then people will kind of say turn yeah. around and say like oh um black people commit more crime but they don't like even if you just do the numbers like flat out mm. black people are like 3.6 million on the population or something yeah 10% of like white people mm. the population would be like 6 million I guess yeah something like that mm. 5 million maybe um so the rate of like ten percent of white people, every black person would have to commit crime twice yeah. to be at the same rate of ten percent of white people. Mm-hmm. And you obviously know that more than ten percent of white people are committing crime. So what is it about those white people committing crime that yeah. is so different from the whatever percent of black people that are committing crime? Yeah. So like they're just more likely to get caught because they're more likely to have people on them because yeah. and then like they're more likely to be in poverty so like 50% of black people yeah. in the UK live in poverty mm-hmm. so of course there's going to be higher crime yeah. for that demographic because you're yeah. forcing that demographic into poverty yeah. like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. so like like you never hear about people talking about like in Leeds or Manchester like when they stab each other like that happens all the time like yeah. Yeah. there was a video on Twitter of this guy had a machete i think they were in blackburn or something just like on a at the end of an estate just yeah. like chopping each other up like with a zombie knife yeah and like no one said anything like racist they weren't like oh boris johnson's england you know what i mean like yeah. they're just yeah. like stabbing each other up like they were saying like white on white crime yeah but as soon as they're like black people it's like oh look what we've imported into the country like, yeah it's what i kind of always says about like glasgow because he's like half scottish um half black and he says, like, yeah, if you look at Glasgow, the rates are similar to London, but done it's like almost exclusively by white people, and it's not seen the same issue. And like you say, yeah, it's like people put it down to a more specific thing, like, oh, if you let them come in, yeah, that's why you brought it in. But then no, the the infrastructure is not good enough to give them like um, the education, the money, and everything else mm-hmm. to get out of that life. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, yeah, and it makes sense for sure. Cool. It is good. <laughs> um, next one is uh, racial disparities in schools. So black Caribbean pupils are twice as likely to be temporarily excluded and three times more likely to be permanently excluded. I can definitely, definitely see this one, even like uh, in terms of the few black people we've had in this area, like um, in my primary school, like the, we had a black boy who was just treated so much worse like every other day it was like oh look what he's done now we have to like can you the fact that he didn't even get suspended from primary school was a joke because it's primary school like yeah that's your responsibility to to control the kid do you get what i mean but yeah yeah, we might have to our brother like our brother jerome um um what's the story now like he was got in some sort of like argument with this girl and basically he's like six foot two like stacked um (laughs) and she's she kind of come and was like oh um he intimidated me and they're just gonna look at him one look at him like oh, it makes sense that 
he was intimidated and mm. not really listened to his story yeah. and seen anything like different. Mm. Whereas, yeah, and he, he would obviously... never like if you knew him, you would know that he would never do that. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So exactly, yeah, he's a like I don't know, I don't know this girl from Adam, but we know him, and he would never do anything like intimidate anybody, let alone mm-hmm. um, a girl in that situation. But yeah, it's just about appearances. And if he, let's say, he had um, actually, did he get suspended or did he get expelled based off of that? They threatened something. But let's say they did, and he didn't get into uni, and then you just have no like completely different opportunities based on one person. Was it that Harriet said white tears or whatever it was? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, it is, it is a serious thing, and getting kicked out of school can really um mm. really reduce your chances. Yeah. Mm. It's a big thing. Cool. So black people are overrepresented in social housing lessons. So I was yeah I was curious about this one. So is this? Is this like council? Yeah, yeah. So basically, like council housing and stuff. Like I forgot like what the percentage is. It's literally huge. Yeah. So black people make up three point three point four percent of the population. Have under make up seven point one percent of housing. So like new social housing is like basically yeah. like so like new bills like stuff like I'm pretty sure like grandfathers like yeah. any kind of like social housing and stuff. Yeah. So obviously that's like disproportionate. So mm. in terms of like more black people are facing like environmental racism as well so like yeah. just kind of the stuff of grandfather like yeah. they still haven't checked like all of the other buildings that are like that one like like that one and mm. that's li- literally a government floor and it killed like i don't even think they found all the bodies or whatever like the way that they handled the whole thing yeah they still haven't identified everyone that's there no and they still haven't ha- housed everyone because i think they said like at least 70 people died or something and i was like how many people are living in those complexes like, yeah it's not only 70 rooms like in that whole massive tower block like you've got hundreds yeah. of people living in there and like you couldn't be bothered to identify them because like most of them are like black or like minority ethnic people yeah and i just think like that is such a shame like as a country that like, we've allowed like stuff like that to happen like if that was happening like anywhere else in the world like the government would be like called into action for that like and especially when you yeah. know it's like racially motivated as well mm. like they just don't care for the lives of those people mm. living in those areas like yeah. and even if it is it is a class thing as well yeah so like yeah. but classism and racism literally go hand in hand you know what i yeah. mean like you can't have classism without racism and exactly the other way around so yeah um just in terms of stuff like that like if you are lower class and um, which most like black people minority yeah. people are lower class you're more than likely going to be affected by yeah. whatever else is happening to the lower class do you know what i mean yeah, yeah. i guess it's like an identifier right like because even if you had a bias against someone who is lower class than you you can't tell by the eye but mm-hmm. if, if it's to do with race and suddenly like you can just make a judgment purely based on the color of their skin or their with the language they speak or whatever it might be so i get yeah why it's very hard to like detach those even if you do have like better social mobility for black people mm. it's always going to be something that's associated Accents is a massive thing i'm just, that just like do you even speak english like that yeah like or? our dad um moved here when he was like eight and as soon as he got here he was like tried his best to speak like the most proper english ever like night classes like because he couldn't speak a word of english when he got here and so it was just like drilled like he was like no no i can't let these people make fun of me like i have to speak in a, in a certain way mm-hmm. and it's just I, the accent thing really does bother me because you'll hear people make the most disgusting comments yeah. like but english about people don't do that anywhere else in the world that they go they yeah everybody's gonna speak yeah, it's so english. Yeah. and that's like a thing that you can't like as a black person i can't change that because like i don't really see myself as english like i don't think i will ever be able to fully claim like being from England, like, yeah. this doesn't really feel comfortable because, like, I know most of the population yeah. of England wouldn't claim me as English either. Do you know yeah. What I mean? So I feel like that's something that has, like, been so ingrained in, like, the society that we live in now that society as a whole needs to change for that to change. Like, yeah. Yeah. people to stop, like, catering to English people, but because of the capitalist system that we live in, they have to cater because that's all the money is. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So, like, it's a very, like, it's all connected, but it's a very big loop. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. like, all the things, like, if you think about it, like, Saturn's rings, they all kind of, like, rotate around the same thing. And it's, like, the centre is what you have to get into yeah. to kind of, like, make everything else make sense. Yeah, yeah. especially, like, London schools, like, you're better off learning, like, Gujarati than French. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you live in London, you might as well speak something else you're more likely to come across in London. And there's so many jobs in, like, healthcare, for example, where there's such a barrier 
people not being able to understand English or even try to understand what they're trying to say, or you might miss something with law enforcement, right? Like, say people coming in and they need your help, mm. but they're not willing, they're just saying, oh, they speak a different language immediately, they're saying, oh, she doesn't speak English, let me not pay attention to her. Like, um, you won't help what, her. We had, um, we had a dentist on who's Indian, and he oh, yeah. he said that a patient was just like, no, I don't want him, he's Indian, get oh, me a wife yeah. doctor. Yeah. What? And the obviously the, the people who had hired him were like, no, 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 he's the best doctor here, like, you're going to want him. Like, it's him or nothing. It's him or nothing, like, we're not going to serve you. But, and it's just a joke, like, why would you think that they're going to be less capable because of the way they speak or look, like... It actually makes me I don't even know if they think it's going to be less capable. So I just think they just want to be racist. Like, I just think some people just do generally want to be horrible people and just want to be racist. So they just want yeah. to say stuff like that. Yeah. Just to prove my point. And like, it's grown, like, obviously, like, you have children saying silly things, but, like, you have grown adults saying, like, disgusting comments. It's just circles, right? Because, like, if you're in a circle where that sort of stuff makes you more in the group or, like, it's what everyone says... You just go along with it. It's like the whole boys' chats about girls. Mm. If you're constant, if that's just like a funny thing to say, or like it makes you cooler to say that, mm. it you're never gonna challenge to get it. away from it. Yeah, yeah. You're so used to it. So like, I understand it in a kind of like obviously social way, but yeah. like when you start to get older, like you should be able to unlearn yeah. those yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. But then again, like the education in this in this country is trash because yeah. like they just filter you the stuff that they want you to know. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it hasn't like, actually change that much and like even like just like learning about politics when i was younger i just keep seeing the same thing saying about oh the education minister's shit the education minister's shit but like no one does anything about the education minister being shit and not being able to do his yeah. or her job like education is the most important thing like it's literally the foundation of society like yeah. can we please get a grip like can we make it better it's like with covid about like about hancock for example not oh. being from a medical background, it's just they all should be. We've had this conversation so many times. Like, if you're oh, about doing this, like, what? Yeah, you should have like someone <laughs> medical doing some medical, someone who's been a teacher doing to, you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Just like general politicians thinking, running everything. Yeah, and I think that's like again a system thing rather than like. But it's also like you can't not blame. Obviously. I feel like it's hard to not obviously blame the public for allowing it to get to this point because like mm-hmm. if they didn't feel like they could do that they wouldn't do that like and the fact that they're so brave and all the stuff that they do and like they're yeah. not hiding anything and still nobody gives a shit like still nobody's doing anything like in France they'd be flipping shit over do you know what I mean like <laughs> I'm just happy to just allow these people that like actually don't know what they're doing to just run the country and expect like yeah. us to do stuff do you know what I mean so I just think like we also need to start taking some responsibility. Yeah. Like white people need to start taking some responsibility. Like you're allowing this to happen, so like all of this stuff is just gonna like it's gonna end up yeah bad for them as well. If we continue to go in the way that we're going, like free speech is probably gonna be like taken away, and like we'll be like literally running an authoritarian country. Like that is literally the way that it's going at the yeah. moment, and I think. It's trying to like get that into people's heads like we literally live in a police state like yeah. what are you talking about like there's so much other important shit that we've got to actually sort out like if we yeah. want to live in this country and all be able to make money and like live somewhat equally yeah it's yeah. about egalitarianism like people i just think yeah just a lot of people are really selfish to be honest yeah and so they're like but i'm living my life like if i take this amount of time out of my day then it's just like even the thing we said about money like yeah. people just want to wake up eat work yeah. go to sleep and it's just yeah like i don't know how we can drill in social activism to everyone in the country we also just say something like obviously sometimes people's lives like if they've got like two jobs and they're a single mom whatever let's just give one example she's not going to be have time for like headspace to be thinking about other people right like even if it's a racial issue or a politics issue so we can't always expect people to like have that time mm. so it's for people like us for example who like are in these spaces or feel like we can give extra resources spaces maybe to do a bit for them like there are some yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. but like, i think a lot of people have got like a lot on do you know what i'm saying yeah but i think that same like decency isn't offered to black people like yeah so i could be a black single working mom and i'd still have to think about racism yeah yeah i would still have to think about the injustices yeah. for other people i think especially black women we're used as like the voice box for like all injustice so i would still have to think about it anyway yeah. do you know what i mean mm. so like 
if I want to think about it anyway, like there's no time that you guys can't think about it. As yeah. Well. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like we're all busy. Everybody has a life. It's not fair for sure. It's yeah. Not, yeah. So I think like, obviously be aware and like not telling people to go out and protest every week because like obviously yeah. people don't have the capacity to do that. But like where you can do it and where but you can challenge it, and well. you can have those conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then do that because like that's just your right as a human being to care about other human beings. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. don't have to put yourself on the front line. Yeah. Like, but at least be actively against like all forms of hatred. Like yeah. it's not really that difficult yeah. to like post something every week or like try yeah. and be involved in conversations. Like. It's really not difficult. Yeah. And I think people think it's hard. I, I think it listening is. as well. Yeah. Like not just being like, oh, this is a conversation about racism. I better leave. Like, mm. no. Sit down. It might take half an hour of your time. And it might actually, like, half an hour of your time could change your whole perspective on something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. yeah. You have a seat at the table as well, though, right? Because I feel like we can't just put black faces in something but then give them the old script. So mm. you've got to have people that are like, yeah, willing to learn new things, uh, no matter what race they are, so they can bring it back to their communities and change, mm-hmm. rather than people who say, oh, blackface, let me change the channel, let me, like, ignore that post, mm-hmm. whatever it is. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot there. Cool, have we got... So we've got, um, yeah, black mental health, which I think um, is oh, an important yeah. thing. So um, this is black Caribbean people who have the highest rate of detention under the Mental Health Act. So I'm massive, massively um, into black mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, I think black and male, um, black people and males are massively represented in any type of like mental health care. Yeah, literally. Um, and so that's kind of a massive part of what I want to do with my life. It was like um, one of the many arguments I've had yeah. on Twitter as well, because like people always say like, talking about like they care about mental health and stuff, but I would just always be like, but you just care about other white men, other straight white men's yeah. mental health. Yeah. Because Anytime, like, you're joking about something or you, like, want to have a go at someone, like, you're either being racist, homophobic or any other type of bigot, you know what I mean? So how do you think that's affecting the mental health of those people? Yeah. I think it's, like, obviously suicide is the biggest killer of men under 45, but black men are twice as likely to have suicidal thoughts than white men, and, like, no one ever speaks about that, do you know what I mean? And, like, when I was having arguments with these people, I was like, it's literally a fact, like, you don't care because you don't even know that, so if you you cared about mental health, you wouldn't be saying, like, half the shit that you're saying to me, like, in terms of, like, you guys are just saying it so you make yourselves feel better, like, we've probably all lost a friend to mental health, fair enough. Yeah. Everybody goes through that, but it's the fact that some people don't have the same support and some people in their kind of escape from their mental health are still, you know, in spaces where their mental health is being compromised, yeah. like going through Twitter and like as a black person, like especially last summer, just going through the timeline and you're like you're just seeing dead black people and like you're just yeah. supposed to be able to just take that and that's just normal. In the last yeah, like, year, I think I know four black boys have committed suicide. Because I, I was thinking three and then I just remembered another one and it's just like, that's mad. That is really, really, really mad to me. And it's just like, it's just so, it's just so upsetting to see. Yeah. All, and it's just like, I, I don't know, like, it's I just... I think a big part of it as well is like, it's not going to look the same. So, like, especially with men's mental health, sometimes when they're struggling, they do it, they don't cry about it necessarily, necessarily but they, they act angrily. Mm-hmm. And same thing, whatever. So if you see, like, a young black person just angry all the time, maybe it's because they've got someone going on at home or mm-hmm. mentally. It's not just, oh, they're just us how they are. No, yeah. it's because that's the only way they've been shown to, like, if yeah. they're to express themselves. Yeah, carry, like, generational trauma. Yeah, yeah. 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 We've been talking about that. We've been talking a lot about generational trauma. Like, PTSD trauma. and, like, all that yeah. kind of stuff, like, just from experiencing life, like, as a black child, and they don't get the help for that. Like, they don't have anybody to talk to about that. Like, it's very rare yeah. that they have, kind of, like, a, a channel for, like, all those emotions that they're feeling, like, some things that they don't even understand, like, because they're going to notice, like, I feel like a black child born in this country knows that they're black like do you know what I mean yeah. so like they've, they've got to carry that burden as well and like I think I don't know if you guys feel it as well but like usually when I was younger or like even now like yeah. if someone like, has something negative to say to you like the first thing you literally think of is like oh my god it's because I'm black like that's literally yeah. that's the first thing literally you think about yeah, like because that's usually the reason do you know what I mean so that's like the first thing you think about and then like you have to kind of work backwards from that and I think like white people don't have to say like they don't have to think about that and I said that to the guy that I work with, and I was like, 
if someone is annoyed at you, you just know that it's something to do with your personality and yeah. not actually because yeah. of like how you look or like you know any racist implications of like what's happened before you. It's literally just because you're acting like a whatever. Yeah. Black people, that's not their first thought. It's literally like, is this person being racist? Yeah. yeah. And then having to try and like work back from that basically. Yeah. But yeah, but the generational trauma is actually making me emotional now to be honest because we were just having this conversation um with our parents literally on the weekend and it's just like you can see how much they're hurting because of what's happened with their parents and then Mm -hmm. their parents before them and their parents before them and then but then you're growing up in a society where I don't know about you but obviously we're in an African household so you're growing up in an African household in this place but then you're growing up in like western Buckinghamshire society and trying to work through like the differences. Mate, I literally had so many like identity crises yeah. when I was younger because you're just like, what the actual fuck is going on? Yeah. Like, you're trying to compromise for white people and then come yeah. home and like also like not compromise with your parents because you want to like yeah. hold your cultural heritage like, yeah. in your home because you don't have it when you go outside. Mm. But obviously, it's like it's hard to not be influenced by both. Like, yeah. yeah. Especially like a black person in the home county because like you literally sound like everybody else that lives in the county so like people don't expect they're like oh my god you sound like that like yeah i sound like that because i grew up yeah like that's just what i sound like yeah so like even stuff like that like you'd be like am i not supposed to sound like this yeah 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 yeah. 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 so it's it's really difficult and i just think like you just have to like i don't know like there needs to be better mental health services in this country anyway like that's a fact like just bottom line but yeah. i think even if it was more equal in terms of like what we have now if that was possible you would see like a lot a lot of change in behavior of black people like even yeah. though we're not doing anything wrong i think it would it would be good to get black children diagnosis because like ima- imagine the amount of kids that have ADHD yeah, and they so never get ADHD and yeah. just the bad kid yeah and like never yeah. having diagnosed and stuff and like yeah. there's so many other things that like you know I, yeah I really I really think it because it, again I've just explained how I felt and ex- probably how you guys felt when you were growing up if teachers like in our in primary schools and secondary schools could know that, then for them, like uh, the next generation, it'll be so much yeah. better for them. To, if a teacher would know, okay, I can see that they're black and maybe I know their family. So maybe I do know the, the dichotomies of whatever's going on in their head. So maybe we can sit down and talk about it for a bit. Like, how are you feeling today? Yeah. But then, and again, like, even like I said before on this podcast, having racist experience with teachers, like we need to get them yeah, out I was of there say, as well. I know they probably feel like they're out of their depth. Yeah. Because, like it is such a massive yeah. kind of like, they're just like, what's the point? Like yeah. I'm just trying to yeah. get a school person to get them a job and whatever. And then they yeah. think yeah. about like the repercussions of that. Mm. Like if it's something that you genuinely can't help, yeah. like, and you're being demonized for it, you know what I mean? That's going to set yeah. like a present for the rest of your life. Mm. So I just think like, even little things like that, like, that like black people don't realize yeah like it's such a completely different like you're thinking yeah. about it every day literally like, you're not waking up being like okay oh, think about it. <laughs> and just yeah. louise it's like like it's gonna i mean i'm black <laughs> yeah make you think about it like yeah i would probably say in school like every day like i was reminded that i was black at school like whatever it was like, even a little thing or whatever like you're just reminded like okay yeah i'm not being i think for women as well especially yeah. like my hair yeah. Oh, wow, did your hair grow like the, the, can I talk, the, the, every yeah. day? It's like, just can I just chill? Can I just do my homework or like eat my food? Like, yeah. do you have to remind me every single it's day. It's like such a fascination, and I try to like not get like, I'm trying not to take it the wrong way. Yeah. Like, I'm a yeah. very outspoken person anyway, so if you're yeah. pissing me off, I'm going to tell you. Yeah. But in times in like when you can't always be like that because like, yeah. whether you're at work or like, there's a certain amount that you have to compromise. Yeah. yeah. But like, I'm very much a, like, don't touch me like if I don't know yeah. like, please don't touch me like because it's not gonna end well like I'm not yeah. some spectacle for you guys to just be like standing around okay. and like feeling like you have access to me like yeah. and I feel like black people need to feel more confident in doing that like white people like they yeah. are allowed to feel uncomfortable like if they're like they wouldn't go up to some random white person and do that do you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean like that's what I was trying to explain to like I'm always explaining shit but like I was trying to explain to that guy at work like 
no one's just gonna come up to you and touch your hair because I think it's cool. Do you know what I mean? Like, but they're yeah. gonna come up to me and touch yeah. me and think that my hair is cool. Like, talk about me or like behind my back or whatever. Like, even if it's a nice thing, they think it's yeah. a nice thing. Like, it does make you kind of feel like, oh, like, I'm being spoken about just yeah. because like my hair's blonde today or whatever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like, yeah, definitely. I feel like just be able to be confident in yourself and like know that people don't have access to you mm-hmm. and they're not allowed to do those things to you and it's yeah. not right and then like you can react from that knowing that like even if it wasn't malicious from their point of view like you know they're not gonna go up and do that to other people so you just yeah. say it to them nicely like i appreciate it or like whatever way that you want to handle it i was like but you wouldn't do that to anybody else like please yeah. don't do that to me yeah. like, just setting boundaries for yourself yeah and yeah. i think like they'll go away and think about it at least like even if they don't like really care, they still yeah. think about like the repercussion of their their actions. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, if they do mean well, they are your mate. They should be able to say like, oh, that made her feel this way. Yeah. Let, whether I understand it or not, let me just change right now. Yeah. And it suppresses like other parts of our personality, right? Because if we're spending ninety nine percent of our time thinking about being black, what about the other things that we're interested in, or the parts that are just us? Like, we want to be able oh to. Oh my like... god! <laughs> literally, <laughs> <laughs> it's so difficult, and especially like. When you're an activist, like you can't not yeah. not talk about it. Like there's probably not a day that goes by that like I'm not talking about it with yeah. somebody, and yeah. like it actually is really fucking draining. Like yeah. having to talk about it like all the time. Like sometimes I just want to talk about like what I'm gonna eat. Yeah. yeah. Like did I have a good day today? Like yeah, I did. Like yeah. and not have to talk about like so when I went out to dinner like with people from work, I was just like, let's just don't bring anything up. Just like. Let's just chill. Just don't talk and just be normal. Yeah. But then, like, you know, when people have had a couple of drinks and, like, they find it interesting, don't they? They, yeah. they just want to defend, like, everything. Yeah. And, like, he was like, come on, then, let's talk about it. And I'm like, fuck's sake. Like, oh, <laughs> I mean, like, I don't even know if now it's appropriate, but, like, they're yeah. so eager to kind of, like, yeah. he kept saying, I'm not racist, I'm not racist. And I was like, the fact that you have to keep repeating that is yeah. making me think that you are. So, like, mm. just don't say that because, like, it's just going to make me think that you are because you have to yeah. keep, like, trying to prove to yourself that you're not like yeah. if your intentions are good and you're willing to learn and you're willing to listen to people then like they're never yeah. gonna think that you're being racist you yeah know what i mean like yeah. it's only like across the way that you use your language and your tone and, like and i was like i can obviously tell that you're interested and you're not you know you're just trying to understand it yeah. because you don't really get it like when i told him that black women with four times more likely to die i think he was like thinking about it the whole time that i told him he was like yeah. i really don't understand that like i really don't get it and i think yeah they kind of they will ponder it like if mm. they are like intrigued or they want to know about it they will sit and think about it and be like oh my yeah. god like there's so many things that like imagine yeah. all the stuff that i don't know if yeah. that's the stuff that's shocking me do you get by me yeah and that's just one number out of all the thousands of numbers and like and you still don't even know those people personally do you yeah. get what i mean so yeah. like yeah it's just a lot of like it is a learning thing definitely mm. but, like you have to be willing to like want to learn about it yeah because i think he was like oh um in the north of the country like where everybody's basically white like there's no white privilege because like everybody's white yeah and i was like right okay but that's because everybody's white so like yeah. you don't really work <laughs> if you're white like you know what i mean it's like it's yeah. like if you brought a black person into your proximity and how different their life would have probably been from yours that's yeah. where the privilege comes in and i think like just because you grow up poor when you're white like you're not growing up poor because you're white like most yeah. people that grow up poor and they're black have grown up poor because they're black that's that's the difference yeah. yeah that's the privilege like even if it doesn't feel like a lot to you yeah it's a lot in terms of like society and mm. how we've come into the society that we've come into now because of yeah. that privilege like even though it doesn't feel like a lot yeah it could be like everything to someone else you get what i mean mm. like they wish they was just growing up poor yeah not because of their socio-economic status or like how yeah. their country felt about their race you know what i mean yeah so it's like the little things like that that they have to think about and i think yeah like even in terms of like when i was talking about grenfell most of the people living in that complex like yeah. obviously other people like white people live in estates and stuff yeah but they weren't in like those specific types of houses so again that's like yeah. a different type of privilege like yeah how how crazy is it that like 80 percent of that building was like minority people in London? Yeah. like when if it wouldn't be that much anyway like it's not yeah. proportionate yeah. so like yeah it's just you have to just look at the proportions of things and like that doesn't make sense yeah so what is yeah. the reason for that and there's literally 
no other reason apart from like the races are just different yeah. and that's why it's different mm. and I think that's just like the most kind of annoying point to argue like there is literally nothing else yeah. it yeah. is literally just racism like yeah. you can't try and find like another like reason for it or say that we're making an excuse or whatever like because racists will just say that you're making an excuse for everything like yeah <sighs> yeah no it is <laughs> it is it is a lot of energy it is, it a, lot is of energy a lot yeah. like, but you know it's it's a fight that is, you know, hopefully will get effect. Even if it's one person, even an effect positively yeah. through a podcast, through a post, through a one change, yeah. it's a saving their life potentially. Cool. So I think that was all the the points that we wanted to go through on that. But um, yeah, that was really interesting. Uh, it was really great to meet you, obviously, and thank you so much. I think you've been up to, and yeah, these are all really interesting points to like talk through, and we will keep making these questions, put them to anyone that we speak to. And um, yeah, spreading the conversation. How do you find it, Louise? No, it's really, really good. <laughs> I always, I always enjoy these conversations. I just love to hear other people's perspectives on, on the kind of stuff we talk about because yeah. it's just like sharing experiences, really, and yeah. getting conversation. Yeah, going. and it's like everybody's experience is literally so different. But like for Black people as a collective, there is a uh, there is a collective experience. Right. Mm. Like, regardless of like whatever political side you're on or whatever, like there is a collective experience of having racism in the country it doesn't matter yeah. how much money you make yeah. and I think that's yeah. kind of like the bottom line for me like making money isn't going to take us out of racism mm-hmm. like unless you take it out of society it's never going to go away like it's yeah. always going to be something that you have to face like even if you try and block it out and you don't think it's happening like it's still happening like yeah. even black MPs like conservative black MPs are still facing racism like I think Diane Abbott like even though she's Labour she gets like most of the abuse yeah, like, I think it's like sixty percent or something. Like it's a ridiculously high number, yeah. and she's getting the most abuse out of MPs, and like that's literally yeah. like racism and sexism. Like, and she's an MP. Yeah, you know what I mean, like she's held her seat for like twenty years. Like, how much more respect does a woman need? Yeah. Like, she got a number wrong like once, and yeah. they're holding that over her head. Like, literally, like you can't do anything. You're so stupid. Like, and yeah. like she's got to deal with that, and she's a bloody MP. Like, she's making. Whereas these guys are lying. All the time. time they get things wrong all the time and yeah. it's just it's just been allowed because society has just allowed white people to be mediocre and just do whatever like yeah. that's literally just it like yeah. they're just allowed to act like that and black people always have to be 100% on top of all their shit all the time yeah, yeah. otherwise it's an issue yeah and I think like once you know we just kind of set a level that like everybody's allowed to be mediocre like if you are then i should yeah, be allowed sure, yeah. but if i have to be at the top of my level you also have to be at the top yeah. of my level then it's gonna people will start to see it more but i just i also genuinely think like unless people experience stuff like firsthand they're not really gonna ever really understand unless they go and like do their own research mm. so it's just about like whether you actually want to get it but i just think people like they think they, I think they know they're gonna feel guilty and they yeah. don't want to face the guilt. Yeah. yeah. They're like, okay, so like, there's a lot of stuff that I probably like um, combated yeah. with, yeah. like contributed, yeah, yeah. sorry, contributed to like in other people's lives, and I don't really yeah. want to deal with that part of my life. Yeah. I yeah. just like you know focus on all this other stuff. Yeah. And, like, yeah. I think now is like the perfect time to do that. Mm. Like just before we go back out in the world, like what person do you want to be? Yeah. Do you want to come out being a bad person or do you want to come out being exactly the same person? Like it just yeah. kind of depends. Yeah. Like how are you feeling yourself like because yeah. i feel like even from last year i probably changed like three or four times yeah, yeah. yeah. as a That's human good. you're supposed to always change and evolve and learn new things yeah, yeah. I mean, like, life is never gonna change if you're always saying the same basically yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah definitely life is always changing so you need to be changing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I definitely agree with that that was a perfect way to end yeah. that was brilliant <laughs> <laughs> all right guys well, i don't well. know if you can see us but bye guys <laughs> bye. <laughs>